check this one out. Come on.
say that again. He's risen. He is risen. pray. God, we are just so happy this morning. You, you brought us through truly a passion week here in Jackson. We've come through the storms and we've come through the decision making of our city and we've come through the trials and tribulations in our family. We've come through the bad times and good times on our jobs and we made our way. We struggled, some of us, and some of us were just tapping, happy to get here this morning. When we just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for us being able to see another Resurrection Sunday. And God, right now, we don't take it for granted that you spared us. And it wasn't because of any goodness of ours, but it was because of your grace and your mercy. And we just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for sparing us one more day. And I, right now, Lord Jesus, we come here. Those online, we're focusing our energies right now, Lord. We're putting our spirits together. And you said where two or three are gathered together, that you'd be in our midst. And we just say, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for sowing up. And now, Lord, we're going to ask that you just let us Set aside anything that may be bothering us. Let us put out our spirits, anything that someone may have done wrong toward us. And right now, Lord, we're asking you to let your Holy Spirit come inside of us. Feed us right now, Lord Jesus. Let the words of the pastor not only just go inside of us, but it be so strong that we be leaving this place willing to share it with someone else. And as my daddy would say to tell the world that there is a risen Savior. Lord Jesus, we're just so happy this morning. And we're asking you right now, Lord, to let the voices of the singers right now actually usher in your spirit even more. We thank you, Lord, for their willingness to serve this morning. We thank you for all of those that are represented, every household that's represented this morning. And we're just going to say hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, and we say it all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Oh. Now you have the opportunity to enter in with singing. Let us have our opening song this morning. Anybody came to bless him this morning? Anybody came to bless him? Come on, put your hands together. Hey. Here we go, y'all. He's risen this morning with all power. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Man. Come on, Maurice. 
we want you to join us with it and say, whoa.
bless the Lord. Come on and bless the Lord in this house. Come on and bless the Lord, oh my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Anybody know the Lord is worthy to be praised this morning? Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul and all that is within me. That means you ought to bless him with everything you got. And, and, and I, I just believe you got a little bit more than that. I believe you got a little bit more than that. God's been good. You got a little bit more than that. Everything I have, I will bless his holy, his holy name. Amen. Don't y'all start it. Bless his name. God is good and greatly to be praised. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Good to see each of you, my father's children. God is in this place. Happy resurrection morning to you. Happy Easter morning to you. Amen. We bless his holy name for he certainly is good. Deacon, won't you lead us in this moment of devotion? Thank you, Pastor. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Church of Resurrection Sunday, 2023. Most definitely give him praise. All right. Our scripture for this morning, it comes from John's 20, and I start reading at the 11th verse, and that reads as follows. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and she wept. And as she wept, she stooped to look in the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where Jesus had laid, one at the head, one at the feet. She said, uh, they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping, and whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, sir, if you had carried him away, tell me where you had laid him and I'll take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned around and said to him, Aramak, Rebona, which means teacher, God's word for God's people. Let us go in prayer, family. Father God, we thank you for waking us up to another beautiful and amazing morning. This morning, Resurrection Sunday 2023, we gladly, gladly surrender our lives to you and join all others who confess you as Lord and Savior. Matthews 18, 20 says, where there's two or three gathered in my name, there am I with them. So Jesus, be with us this morning. Father, inspire our minds, our hearts through the active presence of your beautiful and amazing Holy Spirit and grant us the grace to worship you in spirit and truth. Let there be no hinder in our worship this morning, okay? Let there be no hesitation in our hallelujah. Father God, we thank you for making all things new. We thank you for the victory and the power in your name, Lord God. We thank you that you hold the key to death. Father, when Jesus transitioned from the physical to the spiritual and was raised up from the grave by the power of your amazing Holy Spirit on the third day, Resurrection Sunday, paving the way for us to have a new life with you, Father. We thank you and we ask you to renew our hearts and our minds right now for the days ahead. Give us the power to obey your word and plant your word firmly in us, God. Holy Spirit, 
Help us to focus on what is pure and what is right. Father God, be our defense and our rear guard, keeping our ways clear, removing our obstacles, and our covering our pitfalls and leading us to level ground. We thank you for your mighty hedge of protection and a goodness that never failed us. We thank you for your magnificent heaven and your eternal life. Jesus Christ, shine your light in us, through us and over us. And as believers, may we reflect the peace and hope that this world so desperately needs, your presence and your healing. May we make a difference in this world for your glory and your purpose. Right now, we pray for our beloved sick and our shed in. Continue to strengthen them and encourage them. Father God, we say a special prayer for our families that's going through bereavement. Wrap your loving arms around them and give them peace and comfort, Lord. And lastly, for the, for the spoken word for this morning, continue to let it meditate on our hearts, our minds, our spirit long after we leave this holy place. These are more blessings and prayers in your holy son, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. As you go into your seat. We thank God that we serve a living Savior, a risen Savior. And because he lives, we can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future, life is worth living. Because Jesus lives. Amen. I know you got your mask on, but would you just tell your neighbor, he's alive, he's alive, he's alive, he's alive, he's alive, he's alive. Yeah, he's alive, he's alive. He's alive, he's alive. He's living in my soul. Somebody say, how do you know he's alive? Because he walks with me and he, he talks with me. And every now and then he tells me, you still belong to me. You, you are mine. He... He's alive and well. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Listen, listen, listen. We thank God for your presence. We want you to continue to keep uh, the, the survivors of these recent storms in your prayers. Rolling Fork and Silver City, uh, Amory and Black Hawk, those communities are still going through recovery and and restoration and it is a long process people's lives have been forever changed some of them we have that we know of within our own convention we have over 300 families that have been displaced from their homes they're living in hotels right now and so we we need to do all that we can to continue to minister to them to keep them in our prayers and in our thoughts but to also get aid to them. I want to thank our missionaries, our missionaries uh, with Sister Terry Grave under the direction of her leadership. You all came this week and, and are helping to organize efforts from the Jackson District Association Churches. I want to thank you for your ministry in that. For those of you who are able to donate, Jackson District has been asked to donate uh, men's undergarments, uh, t-shirts, underwear, and socks, men and boys. Uh, undergarments of all sizes and I believe this Tuesday also they're continuing uh, to collect those goods and so we thank you uh, for your contribution now listen don't just give what you want to give give what you've been asked to give amen we're, we're asking for this because this was made known to us as being a need 
Amen. And sometimes I know you're in the store and you say, I think they can need it. I think. Well, don't do what you've been asked to do. Amen. Amen. If you bring a lot of things that people don't need, it's just going to sit on the shelf. Amen. These are things that we've been made aware of there is a need of. And so we ask that you continue to do that. And we thank God again for our missions uh, and missionary team. Listen, on yesterday, there was supposed to be an Easter egg hunt, but you know the weather uh, kept us from doing that. So all of our children, children aged 12 and under, if you're here, 12 and under, all children 12 and under, stand to your feet right now. Let me see you, 12 and under, if you're here, 12 and under, all these children, amen, look at that, amen, 12 and under. Now all of y'all, amen, 12 and under, there's some goodies in the back for y'all. Can't nobody else get them. Amen. For 12 and under, Stanley, you can't get no goodies. Amen. It's, it's just for 12 and under. So at, at the end of service, y'all go back to the back of the church, and there's some things that the youth ministry have prepared for you, 12 and under. Look like y'all might have a few left over. So, Stanley, you might get an egg today. You might get an egg. Amen. God bless you. Listen, there is also a ministry expo being planned for next Sunday, next Sunday, April 16th, from 930 until 1030 uh, AM in the Family Life Gymnasium for our new members in particular, but also for our current members. If you're looking for an opportunity to serve, how you can connect here at the church and serve in meaningful ministries to have impact in our community and in our church, we want you to be a part of the Ministry Expo next Sunday, next Sunday from 9.30 to 10.30 AM in the Family Life Gymnasium. You will see all of the various ways that you can be a part of meaningful ministry right here at Cade Chapel. Anybody from Valley State, Mississippi Valley State in the house today? Anybody from Mississippi Valley State? Y'all better make a little more noise than that, amen. Valley State, don't be quiet, amen. Represent your school, represent your school. I, I was told that Valley State, the university choir, is going to be in concert here on the 23rd, April 23rd, at 4 p.m. Now, one thing I know, y'all got a great choir. Amen. It's a great choir at Valley State. Amen. Amen. And so they're going to be in concert here on the 23rd, April 23rd, at 4 p.m. Come out and share with the Mississippi Valley State Choir. I know that this is also an opportunity where you all... Exactly, that's what I was about to say, where scholarships are given. And, and if they're doing it, if y'all doing it the way y'all normally do it, they give them on the spot. Amen. So if you've got a high school senior uh, who's looking to go to college next year and can hold a tune, amen, can hold a tune, amen, bring them out, let them apply, and they will likely walk away from this church with the scholarship to go to Mississippi Valley State University. Amen. Amen. We got to keep our kids in school. Amen, somebody. Got to keep our kids in school, so scholarships are given on the spot. Also, also, want to remind you, Saturday, April 29th, the Nate Ruffin 5K run is coming up. You can register at www.nateruffin.com. You remember this is the scholarship that we have given away over $200,000 in scholarships since its inception, and this is a grand year where we're celebrating, I believe, the 20th year, Brother C, is that right? 20th year of the Nate Ruffin Scholarship. And so we want you to be a part of the 5K run that is April 23rd. I'm sorry, April 29th. Uh, there are asking runners, if you are running in the 5K, to represent your school by wearing paraphernalia from your school. HBCU, PWI, wherever you went to school, amen. 833, amen. Wherever you went to school, rep your school. High school, I don't care which school it is. Represent your school and run in this 5K. Amen? Amen. We have two more announcements from our uh, Futures Ministry and also from Family and Friends Day, uh, Community Day. If those two individuals will come and make your announcements, God bless you. Come now.
Good morning, Cade Chapel family. It's great to be with you this resurrection morning. I stand before you representing the deaconess who have traditionally worked with the deacons on Family and Friends Day at Cade. Our last event, if you recall, was spring of 2019. We're already in some form or fashion to return to our traditions. However, this year, we are presented with a unique opportunity to present something a little differently. That is how Cade Community Family and Friends Festival was developed. This event spans both the Saturday and Sunday of April 22nd and 23rd. On that Saturday, we will have a true festival with games, activities, and food from uh, truck vendors. On that Sunday, we will have a special service with new members leading, but no food. Sorry, Pastor Buckley. <laughs> to ensure that we have adequate food for everyone, we request that you register for the event. So we've tried to simplify this registration process by providing QR codes all over the place. However, there are some limited paper registration forms available today and next Sunday that can be uh, completed and given to the ushers. While limited registration will be available for the event on that Saturday, the 22nd, registering that day doesn't help us with the planning. Now that we have covered um, on that Saturday, you will be given tickets to explain what will happen at the check-in and registration table, and that will allow you to get your food from the truck vendor. You will not have to pay for your food. We have paid for the food. That's the purpose of the tickets. Now we get excited. It's paid for. So now that we've covered the what, why, and when of this event, I really want to focus on the how. Last Friday when I arrived at work, several people asked me why I was happy given the grueling week that was behind us. And I told them that I chose to be happy. Now, my final ask of each of you as it relates to how we will make this event successful is that each of you choose to be supportive of this event. Your support will actually encourage everyone else. And that's major power, and I thank you in advance for exercising your power. Will all individuals participating in the Wednesday event planning session please stand? I know you're here. Just stand, wave your hands, right? So if you have questions about Cade Community Family and Fest Friends Festival weekend, feel free to ask any of the individuals who are standing. And I want to thank you all, and happy Easter to each of you. Amen. Let the church say amen. Futures ministry is coming. While they're coming, us just listen. Uh, we, we know that this is going to be a, a, a large crowd. I don't want anybody coming and not seeing a seat and leaving. Amen. So so if we need if we need to put some chairs out here in the aisles, y'all go ahead and do that. 
so we can make sure that people who want to be in the service can be in the service. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Is now gathering information for our graduating K Chapel High School seniors and our K Chapel College graduates to be recognized during Baccalaureate Sunday, May 28, 2023. K Chapel graduating seniors and K Chapel graduating uh, college graduates that would like to participate in Baccalaureate Sunday may request a form for participation by emailing Futures Ministry Futures Ministry K Chapel at Yahoo.com. The deadline for submission is April 30th, 2023. This is a firm deadline. It helped us pre to prepare the entire month of May. So please get your forms in before the deadline. Thanks. through our giving. We understand that to fully worship God includes our offering here at K.E. Chapel, which are given primarily for three reasons here at K.E. Chapel. The first reason is to demonstrate our obedience to God's word. The second reason gives us a sign of being thankful for God providing provisions and supplying all our needs. And third reason why we give is simply because we just want to see the kingdom of God grow kingdom of God grow through the missions and ministries that occur here within our city, our state, our nation, and even around the world here at Gate Chapel. Now, there are multiple ways in which you can give. You can give by way of the traditional method, the envelope system. You can mail that in or you can drop it off by the office. You also can use the K Chapel app. For those of you that are with us by our live stream, you too can bless the Lord through your giving by utilizing that number that's on your stream. So how much you give and whichever way you decide to give, we do encourage you to do so without grudgingly or of necessity. For my God loves me.
you, thank you, thank you. Praise God. Let us pray. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for these offerings that have been received. Bless now the gift to givers and those who desire to give in the method which we was able to give through. Lord, accept these offerings and may they be used for the uplifting of your kingdom. These are more blessings in your holy son, Jesus' name. Amen. day to get baptized. Take me to the water. Yeah. Take me to Take me to Good morning. Someone to be put up by for baptism this morning. That's an icebreaker now. We ought to be able to clap on that. All right. Okay, come on. All right. So I, I am honored to read the meaning of baptism. It will come from Matthew, the 28th chapter, verses 18 through 20. Also Romans, the 6th chapter, verses 3 through 11, and they read as follows. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Know ye not that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, and that henceforth we shall not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin, now that if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, death have no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. That's God's word for God's people. Take me to the
in obedience to the great head of the church. And on the profession of your faith, my brother, I now baptize thee in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. God said amen. Don't you know that'll be a great testimony when he, when he tell the world that he was baptized oh, yeah. on Easter Sunday. Oh yeah. What a blessing. Oh yes. First Corinthians tells us, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. He comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are any, in any affliction with the same comfort which he gives unto us. Sickness is a part of life that can be difficult to experience and to navigate. Scripture reveals that God comforts us when we are in trouble. Certainly God loves us and God is with us in every situation, even when it comes to physical sickness. Let us continue now to pray for our bereaved families, the Peterson, McAfee, and Burks families. Judge Faye P Peterson lost her sister, Mrs. Brenda Faye McAfee, and that service for Sister McAfee was held on yesterday at New Horizon Church here in Jackson. Sister Mary Burks lost her cousin, Mrs. Sylvia Moore, and the service for Sister Moore was on yesterday as well, and it was held in Meadville, Mississippi. In the hospitals or either in nursing homes or rehab, we have Brother Ira Roberts, Reverend Leroy Harrington, Brother John Johnson, Sister Marilyn Woods, Brother Walter Cheatham, Sister Christy Wright Jones, Sister Gloria Greer, Sister Jackie Simmons, Deaconess Minnie Ellis, Brother Benny Larry, and Brother Jeffrey Simmons. Sister Shirley Cozy and others are recovering at home. Sister Irene Shepherd, Brother Charles Foster, Brother Walter Cheatham, Sister Cynthia Buchanan, Sister Deborah Ledbetter, Sister Olivia Sims, Sister Wilma Jean Chaffee, Brother Kelvin Roselle, Brother John Sanders, 
Brother Aaron Thompson, Jr., Sister Marilyn Langford, Brother Charles Hodge, Sister Demetria Davenport, Sister Anita Shaw, Brother Levi McBride, Brother Al Levy, Sister Shirley Swims, Brother Al Buchanan, Brother Sammy Henderson, and Sister Dorothy Jones. Also asking for the prayers of the church, Sister Pearl Harper, and Sister Janet Sherrod, Sister Linda McKenzie Wilson, one of our distant members, is requesting prayer as well for her sister, who is Miss Carolyn Jackson, who are both in Montgomery, Alabama. We remind you every Sunday that every day of your life, you pray when you can, visit where you can, and just thank God Almighty that you can.
trying to think of I was trying to think of a sports example of a great comeback we've all seen them but I can't think of anyone right now in particular but you've all seen when when it looked like a team was going to win they were far ahead and scored seemed like there was no way for the other team to come back you've seen that whether it was in basketball or, or football or anywhere else but it seemed like that team was on their way to victory but but slowly that other team just kept fighting and kept making points and and before you knew it team that was behind claimed victory. You know, it looked like that on Friday. On Friday night, it looked like death was going to win. It, it, it looked like it looked like the grave was going to have the final say, but oh Lord. But Sunday came, and, and when Sunday came, that thing had, had turned all the way around. He made a comeback. Victory belonged to Jesus. Victory belonged to Jesus. It belongs to him. Can anybody glorify the Lord this morning for victory? It belongs to Jesus. belongs to him. said to them, they have taken away my Lord, and I 
I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, sir, you have carried him away. Tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Amaraic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I've seen the Lord. And that he had said these things to her. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to preach from the subject up and at it. Up and at it. Up and at it. On Easter morning, the world over, Christians are in churches everywhere this morning with resurrection on our minds. The resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ, is central to our faith. It is the kernel of Christian doctrine. For without the resurrection of Christ, ours is but a man-made religion. Like others. For no other religion is like ours. No other religion claims that the author and the finisher of their faith defeated death through a bodily resurrection. No other religion. No other faith has eyewitnesses account to that effect. No other religion. No, no, no other faith has written records from historians who testify to the claims and who put forth the testimonies of those who saw for themselves and witnessed not only a resurrected Jesus, but then went on extending themselves faithfully and putting themselves at risk for the sake of the spread and the preaching of this gospel. And it's all because Jesus got up. Up after being made a spectacle on Golgotha's hill. Up after being beaten and bruised. Up after being stretched and nailed to a roughly hewn tree. Up after being mocked and murdered. Up after being wrapped in grave clothes and buried. The hymnologist Pat said it like this. Up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph of his foes. Up early one Sunday morning. Up with all power in heaven and earth in his hands. He got up and refused to let death have the final say. Refused to let the grave have the victory. Jesus got up. He got up. And as much as we celebrate the fact 
that he got up. What I really, what I really, what I really want to call to your attention this morning and bring up into your face is that not only did Jesus get up, but he got at it. He got up, but he got at it. He got up and he got at it. And the reason why this second part is so important is because, see, if, if all you do is just get up, wish I had a witness in this house. That, that's why I like the old school church. That's why I like old time religion. That's why I like the old school and the older generation because y'all had something about and an ethic that not only let y'all get up early, but y'all got up early and got at it. Got up and got at it. Grandmama used to cook, it, and she'd get, she'd get up at 4.30 in the morning, and, and, and you'd hear the pots rattling in the kitchen at 4.30. I'm talking 4.30 in the morning. Some of y'all looking at me strange, wondering why would Grandmama get up at 4.30 in the morning because she had to cook breakfast. You're still looking at me strange. Why did she have to get up at 4.30 in the morning to cook breakfast? Because Grandmama wasn't cooking Pillsbury biscuits. She, 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 she was neat. I wish I had a witness in here. She, it took time to cook the way Grandmama cook. She had to knead the dough and she had to cut the dough and I wish y'all would talk to me in here. She didn't have 10 minute grits. No, she had to stir the grits and, and get the cream in the house. She had to get up and add it around about 5.30. The table was set at 6 o'clock. You had to be up and at the table with your with your face washed, somebody knew where I was going, the cat butt out of your eyes and looked like you was presentable, ready to eat something. Ah, they got up and at it, up and starting their day early. And some of us are guilty of just getting up. Lay in bed, get up. Think about getting up. Get up and watch what happened last night while you were sleeping. Wish y'all would talk to me in here. A lot, lot of us just get up and don't do anything. We get up and sit around too long. Get up and don't do anything. Don't go anywhere. Don't engage in any meaningful activity. We're up, but we're not participating in any fruitful conversations. Up, but not adding to anybody else's life. Up, but not adding value to anything outside of ourselves. Up, but not contributing to any greater good beyond our own. Up, but not impacting our surroundings. Up, but not making a better world out of this place. Jesus got up after being dead and got at it. He got at it. He got right to the business of doing good. He got to the business of helping others through their hurt. He got to the business of ministering hope to those who were hurting. He got to the business of lifting up those who had been let down by the events of the last 48 hours. He got to the business of restoration, the business of making peace, the business of reconciling those who had given up on themselves. Jesus got up and got to work. Jesus did not get up and go straight to heaven. He got up and did some stuff around here on earth. And this, this resurrection morning, you would do well to ask yourself the question, if the Lord gives you the strength to get up, 
then what are you up to? If he gives you the strength to get up, what are you up to? Are you up working to make things better or are you just worrying about the way things are? What are you up to? Are you up making a difference or up being a distraction? What are you up to? Are you up making a contribution or up causing confusion? What are you up to? Are you up helping to make progress or help hindering progress from being made? What are you up to? Are you up moving into tomorrow or up insistent on returning into yesterday? What are you up to? What are you up doing? What are you getting after? What are you going after? What is it that drives you and motivates you and pulls you? Because if you can answer that, that will help you get at it even when you don't feel like it. Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me say it like this. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. You cannot, you cannot change my mind on this. I'm convinced that good teachers are not motivated by a paycheck. I'm convinced that good teachers are not motivated by a paycheck. But what causes good teachers to get up and get at it is knowing that they are shaping the minds and the lives of children who will impact this world for the greater good. And even with paychecks that don't equate to the contribution that they make to this world, good teachers still get up and get at it. Good public defenders are not motivated to get, it, get at it because they can make a good living. But what causes the public defender to get up and get at it is knowing that they are helping to ensure that those who are not wealthy are not denied justice. Good doctors are not motivated. Good doctors, good doctors are not motivated because of the money that they make. But what causes good doctors to wake up early and go to bed late is knowing that they have contributed to someone's life being enriched and possibly extended through medical intervention and scientific invention. Good chefs are not motivated and to get at it because of the riches that they make, but because of they study and they practice and perfect their skills knowing that they have brought to diners a culinary experience that they will remember forever. Jesus got up and got to business doing those things that had already defined his ministry. He got up and got at it. Doing what he was already known for but also doing that which would leave a lasting impression upon those with whom he would spend his last days on earth. He got up doing things, doing things that he had done that he then wanted his disciples to continue doing. This resurrection morning as we celebrate the fact that Jesus got up, let us concentrate on what he got after. Because early Sunday morning, Jesus was up and at it. Early Sam. He was up and at it. The first thing I see in John chapter 20, John chapter 20, Jesus got up and he went about the business, first of all, of encouragement. 
the business of encouragement. Verse 15, Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? And then in verse 17, Jesus says, sir, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascended to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. The first recorded interaction of the resurrected Jesus with anyone is here, right here in this text, between Jesus and Mary Magdalene. This woman, Mary, wept bitterly that morning at the entrance of this empty tomb. Her grief had given way to the absolute agony of not being able to properly prepare the body of Jesus. Remember that she and the other women had come to this tomb to clean the corpse of Christ. They came there early to clean the dead body. They had delayed their arrival simply because of the Sabbath. Sabbath meant they could not do this work. But as soon as they broke, As soon as the Sabbath was over, these women made their way to this tomb. And because of the commitment and the dedication of these women to get to the tomb as soon as possible, that's why Baptist preachers can say in 2023, early. Sunday morning. Early Sunday morning is as much a testament about how devoted these women were. Don't miss that. We would not have the testimony of early if the women hadn't gotten there. You, you wouldn't have known how early this thing had happened had not the women made their way there early that morning. Wish I had a witness in here. They, they, they got there early, which allows us to celebrate this early work. And the reason they were able to get there early, I'm convinced, is because they had done some pre-work. Stay with me here. They, 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 they couldn't have gotten there early if they had not been prepared. They, they had to get the stuff ready. They, they, they had to get the spices and, and had to get organized and put it in bags and wrap it up and, and know which way they were going. They had to make sure they had their route already so that as soon as they broke, they wasn't wasting time talking about, Mary, I thought you had this. Don't you have it? Where this at? Oh, I had a little bit left in my cabinet. You mean you didn't get a new can of it? Why are we getting old stuff? No, they had all that worked out. Why am I spending my time on that? Because some of us would do better if we pre-planned. Stop waiting to the last minute to get stuff together. Your life is disorganized right now because you're always waking up trying to get stuff done. If, if you took some time the night, 
Don't y'all look at me like this on Easter morning. If you took some time the night before, you could get up early and go on with your day. They, they could get up early and get at it because they had done some pre-planning the night before. Mm. I'm talking to you, college student. You can get some stuff done if you don't wait till the last minute. I'm talking to your high school senior. If you don't wait till the last minute trying to get your ACT done and it's the last time that you can take an ACT, Oh, y'all getting quiet now. They were prepared. They were prepared not only physically, but they were prepared, I believe, emotionally for what they were about to witness. Most of us have never seen a body that has not already been prepared for burial. Most of us have never entered into that space. When we see the body, it's made up. It's clean, dressed. If they didn't have a haircut, the mortician gives him one. We look good out here. But these women prepared themselves to go in knowing they would be looking at a messed up, mangled, murdered body. Emotionally prepared. They were ready to go and, and get this body and clean it up. They had gotten themselves ready they had gotten in the right headspace where they could do the task that was required of them and somehow they got emotionally, physically ready. But here's the kicker, y'all. They had done all that work. And when they get there, there's something that they weren't prepared for. They're ready for us. To see a messy, mangled, mutilated body, but they are not ready for a missing body. They're ready. They're ready for a bloody, bruised, broken body, but they are not ready for a missing body. They're ready. They're ready for a twisted, contorted, and tortured, tortured body, but they are not ready for a missing body, ready for a wounded body, a disfigured body, even an unrecognizable body, but not a missing body. And sometimes in life you will be prepared for one thing and life gives you another. Wish I had a witness in here. You, you'll be getting your mind set and ready for one thing and, and life hands you another. You'll get settled and, and you'll get your face fixed and your emotions ready to have to deal with one situation and be blindsided when you get when something knocks the wind of life out of you. You thought one thing was coming, but something else came. You, you always thought about the possibility of you being sick, but you never considered having a sick child. 
You always prepare for the possibility of changing jobs. You never considered that the job would change you. Mary wept bitterly because she was given something for which she had not prepared. But here's the good news Easter morning. Jesus was up and about the business of encouraging this broken soul. Listen to him, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? And those questions didn't bring her any peace because she was so caught up in her emotions. She didn't recognize who was talking to her. So he called her by name, Mary. And when he called her name, that brought her into the reality of the fact that she had been speaking to the risen Savior the whole time. And in that moment, that broken soul was encouraged. In that moment, that weary spirit was encouraged. That destitute heart was encouraged. That dark emptiness was filled with the bright hope of resurrection power. And here's the relevant question I got for you this morning. How are you encouraging others? Is your conversation encouraging? Is your language encouraging? Is your advice encouraging? Is your questioning done in an encouraging manner? Some of us have a major in critiquing others rather than encouraging them. You got a master's degree and a PhD in critiquing folk and you don't know yet how to encourage folk. We correct without ever encouraging. We give messages of what's wrong without giving something on how to fix it or how to improve it or give an encouraging word on regarding what's right. Jesus called her by name and then he begins to give her encouraging words. Listen to what he says. Go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father to my God and to your God. Watch what happens here. Jesus basically redirects Mary and gives her a new assignment. She came to him ready to bury him properly. Jesus said, ain't no need for that. Because I'm up. But what you can do is go and tell the disciples, watch this, who still sleep. Go tell them that I've already gotten up and I'm going to my father in heaven. Watch what happens here. Jesus gives Mary a new assignment. I want to suggest to you that perhaps the most encouraging thing some of us can do for people is redirect them and give them a new assignment. Here's what that looks like. What do you say? I'm saying because some people are simply going down the wrong path doing the wrong thing, have good intentions, have skill sets, but are being used in the wrong place, in the wrong way. And rather than you just discouraging them by saying how bad it is, redirect them and show them how to use that over here because you'll be more productive over here than you are. Okay, y'all looking at me strange. Let, let me help you. Mary, I see that you got up early. That shows me that you got initiative. 
Mary, I see that you got here and you got your stuff organized. That tells me that you pre-planned stuff. Mary, I, I see that you came here with your mind made up, with your game face on. That tells me that you're serious, you have courage, you can go into battle, into, into hard situations. Mary, I see all of these good traits that you have, but I don't need you burying me because I'm already up. So go and do this. How much more encouraging might it be for someone to hear you give out the good stuff? The stuff that makes them good, the stuff that can be used in other ways, the things that they have that are innate characteristics and traits, rather than you just going down and telling them everything that's wrong. Redirect them. Number two, number two, number two, number two. Number two, this ain't your typical Easter sermon, I know. Number two, Jesus got up and got at the business of empowerment. Empowerment. He moves from Mary to the disciples in verse 21. 21 says, Jesus said to them, because Jesus now shows himself to the disciples, he says to them, peace be unto you as the Father has sent me, so am I sending you. And even he has said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Remember when Jesus meets the disciples, they are held up in a room. They are in hiding for their lives. They, they, they are scared to death. Jesus comes in and says, listen, the Father has sent me and I'm sending you. In other words, your calling is not to be sheltered in place. But I'm sending you. Your calling is not to be held up in fear. But I'm sending you. Your calling is not to be shut up in this upper room. But among the people sharing the good news to the uttermost parts of the earth. He said, I'm sending you even as I have been sent. Here these disciples are basically in lockdown, hiding from the high priest and other officials who had been responsible for the crucifixion of Jesus. They were scared, to say the least, believing that a similar fate awaited them all. But in their moment of fear, Jesus enters in uninvited and unexpected and empowers them to get up and get out of hiding. Relevant question. What has you in hiding? What has you in hiding? What, what fears have caused you to shelter in place? What keeps you from living in the fullness of your ordained purposes? What thoughts have you held up right now from being who you should be and where you should be? What anxieties keep you from pursuing what has been prepared for you? What worries cause you to miss the best part of your blessings? What stresses and trepidations have allowed you to, to have, have you allowed to snatch away the greatest part of your intended purpose? Jesus got up and went about the business of empowering his disciples to come out of hiding and open themselves to the greater works of the Holy Spirit that God was going to do through them. He breathed upon them and they received the Holy Ghost. They received his spirit. They received his presence. They received his power. They received among themselves that which empowered Jesus to perform miracles. 
They received what Jesus had in him that allowed him to speak truth to power, to have inconvenient conversations, to break down cultural barriers, to let lepers touch him, and to let virtue flow out of himself into others. They received that which empowered him to suffer when he had done nothing wrong, to pray for those responsible for his persecution. They received from him what allowed him to love those who would betray him and deny him. They received from him that which allowed him to do those things that he could only do I wish I had a witness in this house they received from him that same power because Jesus got up and got about the business of empowering his disciples not just encouraging them with new assignments but by giving them empowering tools to be able to go forth it's one thing to be an encourager it's another thing to empower. When you empower, you're saying, I'm not only going to encourage you and boost you, but I'm going to give you what you need to get it done. What I got, you got. What you need, if I got it, is yours. That's empowering in order to get it done. Last thing I see, and I'm going to let you go to brunch. Yeah, the clock gone, y'all. <laughs> Jesus got up and got about the business of, thirdly, expungement. I know you weren't expecting that. I, I know you weren't expecting, but I ain't making it up. He, he got about the business of expungement. Ver verse 23 says, if you forgive the sins of any, this is Jesus talking to his disciples. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Now here it is. I'm done. He encouraged Mary. He empowers the disciples. And then he says, I want y'all to go out from here and participate in the ministry of expungement. Now some of y'all looking at me funny because you're saying, well, what is expungement? Expungement, talk to me, Pat. It's when a criminal has a record. And because of the work of lawyers, district attorneys, and judges, the record is wiped clean. Here it is, I'm done. Jesus says to his disciples, if you forgive, it'll be forgiven. But if you withhold the forgiveness, it'll stay on the record. Ah, I feel my help right here. Now watch this. Of all the things that Jesus could have told his disciples to do, what he says is, I want you to leave here and participate in the ministry of forgiveness. Say, say watch this. Don't go preaching. Forgive. Don't go healing. Forgive. 
don't go, don't go watch this. Don't go feeding the hungry. Forgive. Don't, don't go trying to perform miracles. Forgive. Why? Because the greatest miracle some of us will ever perform is the miracle of forgiveness. I wish I had a witness in this house. But the greatest miracle some of us will ever participate in is the miracle of saying to my brother and my sister, I forgive you. You did me wrong, but I forgive you. You hurt my heart, but I forgive you. You made me cry myself to sleep at night, but I forgive you. Do I have a witness in this house? Jesus says, I want you not only to be encouraged, not only to be empowered, but leave here forgiving one another. Why do you need to forgive? Because perhaps there were some of those disciples looking around at Peter because just a few hours earlier, Peter had done the unthinkable. Go back and remember, Peter did the very thing that he bragged about that he would never do. Lord, I'll never betray you. Lord, I'll never deny you. But before the cop, so I had a witness in here. He did the very thing that he said he wouldn't do. Don't you know those disciples looked at him and said, look at old Peter, always bragging on himself, always talking big and talking bad. And he's the very one who let Jesus down. We ain't gonna have nothing to do with him no more. We ain't gonna have nothing to say to him no more. Jesus said, no, don't throw him away. Go get the disciple and Peter. Bring him on back here and expunge the record. Wipe it clean. Forgive him. Do I have a witness in here? Forgive him. Some of you this Easter morning would do well this morning to leave here. And instead of going to brunch, you ought to go to your brother. Instead of sitting at the supper table, you ought to sit with your sister and talk to them face to face and say, I forgive you. I'm wiping it clean. I forgive you. I ain't holding it over your head. I forgive you. Wipe it clean.
And let me throw a bombshell on you. Quit celebrating Easter if you can't forgive folk. Just, just quit. Just, just quit. Hang it up. Celebrate the bunny or something else. Just eat chocolate or something else. But, but quit talking about Jesus if you ain't gonna wipe it clean. Go on and hop down the bunny trail, but leave, leave Calvary alone if you ain't gonna wipe it clean. I know he hurt you. But you ought to stop making folk live a life sentence without the possibility of parole because you were hurt. I know, I know, I know she said that and she did that and he said this and he did this and
to die for all of us. And then sent a man to tell the story, to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Maybe you were a little bit down, but you ought to be up by now. And if you're still a little down, when the service is over, see me and one of the other ministers. We got another jack. We'll pick you up a little high. We'll get you up. Yes, sir. We'll do it with prayer. But that should have lifted you up. Lifted me up. Feel good about it. Feel good about Christ. Feel good about serving him. Right now, the doors are open. The doors are open. You can come by letter. You can come by Christian experience. You may want to become a candidate for baptism. Whatever way you want to come. Maybe 
You may be in school and you want to come as an umbrella under K Chapel leadership, but you can come. The doors open, and the doors are open to you that are worshiping with us by live by way of live stream. There's a number on the screen that you can call. Someone will answer. Someone will answer. The doors open. Up. Yeah. Get up, and then do something. Don't just get up, but do something. The door's open, there's still time. It's still time. Oh, get up and do something. Don't waste your time. Oh, the door's open. Walk in the light. to aid you in whatever you need. Will you come and be prayed for or prayed with? They are willing. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. Tomorrow may be too late. What if tomorrow never comes for you? Walk in the light. Thank you for this day. 
Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus, the Christ, born to the cross and dying for our many sins. We thank you, dear Lord, for allowing him to do something that we couldn't have done for ourselves. And then ask the question, oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? We thank you, dear Lord. Now, Lord, we ask that you go with us now and talk with us and lead us and guide us down the road that you have us travel. And, Lord, be with us in everything we do. We present you before the Father who's able to keep you and present you faultless. These precious prayers we do pray. It is done in the precious name of Jesus the Christ. Let us all say amen, amen, and amen.